So Hebrews 11 verse 1, good news. To have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for. To be certain of the things we cannot see. It was by their faith that people of ancient times won God's approval. It was obviously not by their own goodness. We, we analyze, we look at them and we know definitely it was not because they were good people. It was because of faith that they won God's approval. Okay. Then it says, It is by faith that we understand that the universe was created by God's word so that what can be seen was made out of what cannot be seen. It says, what can be seen was made out of what cannot be seen. It says, faith, hallelujah. Amen. So that the things which are seen, it says that they came out of things that do not appear. It didn't say they come out of things that do not exist. It said that they are things that, they come out of things that are not visible. So those things are there, but they are not visible. Zedek, quiet and look at me, okay? So those things exist, but they are not what? Visible. Hallelujah. They are there. It didn't say they are not there. It said they are there, but they are not visible with the, with the physical eye. Hallelujah. So those things that are invisible to the physical eye, it said that they produce the things that are visible. Through faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's saying that if you looked at any of the patriarchs, you would only see what was visible. You would only know that Abraham has had a child at 100. Sarah had a child at 90. That's all that you would see. But he's saying that what is visible came out of what is invisible. Glory. So, let's look at the book of Numbers, chapter 23. Numbers chapter 23. Numbers 23, 21. Numbers 23, 21. So this is Balaam. Balaam the wizard. Stroke prophet. So he, somebody had gone to pay him that he should go and curse Israel. So this was a prophet for hire. Okay, prophet for hire. So they gave him money to curse Israel. Money, a lot of money. Oh, <laughs> they gave him advance payment and then they promised that if he got a job done, they will pay him the balance. So this was Balaam. And those times... Balaam was not just any common wizard stroke prophet. He said that anybody he cursed was cursed. Anybody he blessed was blessed. So the king of Moab, the king of Moab, Balak, what he didn't know was that God had already told Israel that don't meddle with the Moabites. Leave them alone. God said Israel should not take their land. God said he had given the land to the people of Moab. He had given the land to them. So he said when you go, don't even meddle with them because I have given that land to the people of Moab. But the king of Moab was afraid. He was so afraid of Israel that he went and hired somebody to come and curse Israel. So the wizard came, they built the altar, and 
he was supposed to get into his seance or whatever they call it and then you curse the people when he started suddenly a word came into his mouth and it was a word of blessing so verse 22 he's speaking he says <laughs> god brought them out of egypt and then he says he has as it were the strength of a unicorn okay then he says surely there is no enchantment against jacob neither is there any divination against israel according to this time it shall be said of jacob and of israel what has god wrought then he says behold the people shall rise up as a great lion and lift up himself as a young lion he shall not lie down until he eat of the prey and drink the blood of the slain balak said unto balaam neither curse them at all nor bless them at all if you are not going to do what i paid you to do don't say anything but he said that he could not do anything except what he was given so he said when he saw the people he said that the shout of the king is in their midst and then he said they have the strength of an unicorn okay or one translation says he has the strength of an ox the strength of an ox now how do these people now when he says that they have the strength of an ox he's not talking about some abstract strength that you cannot we can't really tell he's talking about their physical strength you remember when israel came out of egypt the bible says that when they left egypt when they left egypt it says they came out with a high hand now this is not a group of people you know like if you've seen videos or any uh, pictures of refugees when they are they are leaving they, are, they, are, they don't come out with a high hand they come out looking dejected morose everything okay so they don't come out with a high hand but the bible says that israel went out up out of egypt with a high hand then it says that nobody was weak among their tribes that's what psalm 105 verse 37 tells us it says that god brought them out with what silver and gold so what you will see is that what they came up with silver and gold and then it says nobody was sick amongst them and nobody was weak either now i said that aaron was how old when they left egypt 83 moses was 80 miriam was 86 or 87 when they came out of egypt they were not the oldest people among the, the jews but it says that nobody was weak when they came out so what you see is what the strength of an ox but the bible says that the things that are visible came out of the things that are invisible the things that you can see were produced by things that were cannot be seen hallelujah and that's why it's called what faith faith is not looking at the unknown it is looking on the unseen the unknown means that you don't have any knowledge of it but even though these things are not visible to the physical eye we know that they are there hallelujah Amen. we know that's why the bible says that in verse 6 you know it says that now without faith it is impossible to please god right because the one that comes to him must believe so now if god were visible physically you don't have to believe if god were visible if it was obvious you wouldn't have to believe right he says that we, we, um, without faith it's impossible to please him because the one who comes you must believe must believe that he is you must believe that god is 
Say, I believe that God is. Say, God is. He says, I am the great I am. Not the great I was. Hallelujah. The, he, he is the one eternal I am. Okay? He lives in one eternity. Past, present, future. Doesn't matter. I am. Hallelujah. So he's telling us that the things that are visible came out of things that are what? Invisible. They came out of things that are invisible. Now let's go to um, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 18. Let me read it from verse 16. He says, For which cause we faint not? He said, But though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. He says, For our light affliction. Now, this has to take the eye of faith. He says, Our light affliction. He says, Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. He says, Light affliction. Now, the man was writing this, you would not think that his afflictions were light by any standards. He said that he had been shipwrecked, he said he had gone without food. And he had been hungry. And then he had fasted. They are all not all the same thing. And then he said that he was in danger from his own countrymen. And then in danger from strangers. He was also in danger from false brethren. And then he said in Damascus, the governor put the city on lockdown. Desirous of apprehending him. He said the brothers let him down in a bucket through the window. He said that who is weak and I don't feel weak. He said, who is tempted and I don't bend? So that's what, that's what he was talking about. He said that five times he received the 40 lashes from the Jews, minus one. 39 lashes with a cut or nine on his back. So he went through all those things. And he calls all these things, he said, light affliction. So this is what he was talking about. He said, it's what? Light affliction. It's a minor thing. Hallelujah. Okay. Then he says, it works. It produces for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. It's like Joseph. You know, Joseph had received the word from God. God had blessed Joseph. He was preferred among his father's sons. The father had made a coat of many colors for him and everything. Now Joseph... His brothers decided to sell him. First they wanted to kill him. Then they changed their minds and sold him. Somebody bought him Potiphar's house. He stayed in the house. Had favor before Potiphar. Potiphar's wife lied against him. He was put in a dungeon. He was in that dungeon. The Bible says that until his word came. During that period, he had to what? Look at the unseen. It says that the things that are not seen. Not that they don't exist, only that they are not visible. Hallelujah. They are not visible. They are not visible, and that is why you have to focus on them. You have to focus on them. Glory to God. Okay. It says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. It says it's transitory. It's transient. It doesn't last. 
It's in a flash. It is gone. Hallelujah. It says, it works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And where it says that a, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What is he talking about? The, the word is doxa. Okay? Doxa. Now, it's similar to when he was talking about, now Abraham was very rich in Genesis chapter 13 verse 2. Now Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver and gold. The word is kavod. Okay? It, it, it means glory. That's actually the Hebrew for glory. Okay? So here he's talking about all that. That you can produce earthly riches from things that are not visible. Hallelujah. Amen. They can produce what? Earthly riches from things that are not visible. Okay. He says, how does this come about? Verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen. So he's telling you how that glory comes. He says, by, by not looking at the things that are visible. Hallelujah. So when you decide, it, it's, it's almost like it's a choice. It is a choice to look at what is visible or to look at what is not visible. Glory to God. To look at what is visible or what is not visible. Okay. So he says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. Temporal, the word means subject to change. Meaning that anything you can see is subject to change. It is subject to positive change. It is also subject to what? Depreciation. You can choose what to do with it. Hallelujah. Okay. Then it says, But the things which are not seen are eternal. So the eternal things are producing the things that are in the visible realm. Glory to God. Amen. It's like Oral Roberts. He said that God spoke to him to build a university and to build a hospital with that university. Oral Roberts said he had no idea about how to do this. He had absolutely no idea. So he had a friend, and every, um, almost every evening for about five to six months, I think the guy was Wilkerson, so Robert would go and visit this friend of his, and they would sit on his couch in the evening for about two um, hours. And Robert would be looking out over the, the land before him, and they would speak in tongues, speak in tongues, he said one time, God asked him, he said, Oral, do you know, he said, do you have the Holy Ghost? He said, do you have the Holy Ghost? He said, yes, I have the Holy Ghost. He said, do you have the Holy Ghost? He said, yes, I have the Holy Ghost. Then the Lord asked him, do you know the one that you have? Do you know the one who is inside you? God asked him that. That oral, do you know the person who is inside you? Do you know him? And then oral said, well, I think I have to find out more about this person. Hallelujah. 
So then he began to study about the Holy Spirit. And then he began to speak in tongues. He began to speak in tongues. He began to speak in tongues. He said, as he was doing that, he said one day, suddenly, in a flash, he knew how to set up the university. He knew how to build the hospital. He knew how to hire the staff. All that in a twinkle of an eye. Hallelujah. And then that's how Oral Roberts University was built. Without natural knowledge. So that you see that what? The things that are visible came out of the things that are what? Invisible. He said, do you know the one who is inside you? Do you know him? Hallelujah. Yeah. He said, do you know him? Do you, do, he said, God asked him that. All right. Do you have the Holy Ghost? He said, I, I have the Holy Ghost. He said, do you know that person that lives in you? Do you know him? Do you know him? The Bible says that by his spirit, he has garnished the heavens. By his spirit. It says that he's the one who framed the world. He said, the spirit of the Lord has made me. He said, the breath of the Almighty has given me life. He said, this Holy Spirit that lives in you is the one who created everything. He said, do you know him? Hallelujah. Amen. Say he lives in me. Lives in Say I know him. I know him. Say I acknowledge him. I Say he works in me. He works. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Yes. So that's what he's saying. He said there are things that are visible. So anything that you can see, you can create it. You can also undo it with your mouth. Hallelujah. So how do you do that? He said, by not focusing on what is in front of you. Glory to God. Because that is how come the Egyptians were coming after Israel. And what did Israel do? They began to cry. And, and Moses said, you are looking at the wrong thing. You are looking at the Egyptians. So you are not going to see them again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's like David. You know, David showed up there with bread. He came with bread and wine. The father sent him to go and give to his brothers. And so when he got there, some action was already going on. Goliath had been terrorizing that place for 40 days and 40 nights. Every day in the morning, 7 o'clock, Goliath would show up. And everybody would scatter. The Bible says that Saul himself, he was taller than everybody else in the army. So if Saul couldn't fight Goliath, hopeless situation. Every day, morning and evening, the first voice they heard was Goliath. The last voice they heard was Goliath. Every day for 40 days and 40 nights. 40 days. And they kept looking at him. And the more they saw him, the more they became afraid. The more they saw him, the bigger he looked in their eyes. As they kept focusing on him, he kept looking bigger and bigger and bigger until their God had become very small. David hadn't had that initiation. The indoctrination. So when he showed up and saw this, he said, who is this fellow? <laughs> Hallelujah. Because his father told him, he said, take this to your brothers, see how they fare. And then he said what? Take a pledge from them. Take a pledge from them. Meaning that it's an assurance of victory. Hallelujah. 
take an assurance of victory from them and bring to me. So David wasn't going to come back without it. Hallelujah. And then he said that, ah, what would they do for the guy who kills this man? What would they do? He kept asking around until somebody went and told Saul that there's a young lad here who's talking all over the place. He said, bring him over. Anybody, anybody to, to fight for, anybody at all. So he said, young man, when David showed up, he said, don't worry. Your servant will go and fight the Philistine and remove the reproach from Israel. And then Saul, looking at him, said, he said, you are not able. He said, you are but a youth. He has been a warrior from his youth. He is as old a warrior as you are in age. He said, you are not able to go and fight him. David said, look, your servant kept his father's sheep in the wilderness. He said, when a lion came and a bear came and took the lamb, he said, I went after him and rescued the lamb from its jaws. He said, when he turned on me, he said, I caught him by the beard and smote him and killed him. He said, that's how I dealt with the lion and that's how I dealt with the bear. He said that this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. He'll be like the lion or he'll be like the bear. Hallelujah. So he was looking at things differently. What, what was he talking about? Uncircumcised Philistines. Because he knew the covenant God made with Abraham. Okay? That God told Abraham, Where are you going? Sit, sit down, sit down, sit down. God told him, He said, Every male that is born in your house should be circumcised on the eighth day. Isn't that what God told Abraham? Yes. So he knew it was a covenant of blood. And you know what a covenant of blood means? It means that what belongs to you belongs to me. What belongs to me belongs to you. The same way it belongs to me. So by that covenant, if Abraham was ever in trouble, Jehovah was obligated to respond. He couldn't breach the covenant. If his descendants were ever in trouble, Jehovah was obligated to defend them. That's what it was, the blood covenant. Now, the story is told about a missionary who came to Africa some years ago. And as he was, he was struggling because the people, they wanted everywhere, they wanted to kill him. They didn't want to listen to him and everything. And then his interpreter said, look, why don't you cut the covenant with one of the chieftains? So they introduced him to one of the, the chieftains. Now, this particular missionary had a problem and he needed fresh goat milk. So he had to have fresh goat milk. So he had a, 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 a kid, a goat that he was carrying around that was producing that milk for him. So <laughs> he went and met the chieftain. And so the chieftain said, he pointed at the goat, that he wanted the goat. <laughs> so the missionary looked at his goat. This is the goat that was giving him <laughs> on this journey. And the interpreter said, well, he says he, he wants your goat. So either you cut the covenant or you go and take your chances with the other guerrilla warriors. So he said, okay. So he gave him the goat. And the chieftain gave him his stick, the stick that he had. And the missionary was scandalized. He was talking to himself. Ah, so like he had given his goat and this man gave him a stick. He was so disappointed. But what he noticed was that anywhere he went, Anytime people would try to attack him, when they saw the stick, they bowed before him. 
Anytime any of the other chieftains saw that stick, they bowed before him. Why? Because he had cut that covenant with what? This particular chieftain. And what, why was he calling for what he had? Because he said, what you have now belongs to me. And what he gave him was that staff of authority. And all that area, that whole country, they knew. This was the chief of them. He was the most powerful. So when they saw his, his insignia, they left him alone. So this is even a covenant of men. 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 And when they cut the covenant, this is an old um, tradition, okay? Cutting the covenant. And what they are doing is that when they take an animal, this group will take an animal, this other group will take an animal, and they'll cut it up. What this guy is saying is that if I break the covenant, if you are in trouble and I don't come and help you, let this be done to me. Let me be cut up in pieces like this animal. The other guy is saying the same thing. You remember what God told Abraham in Genesis 15? He told him to pick some animals, isn't it? And he divided them and the flame of fire came and passed through them. So he was, Jehovah was obligated to help them. And David knew this. See, this was handed over by what? Oral tradition. David wasn't there physically, but he knew it was so. So the moment he said, this fellow, everybody's looking at his, his, his stature. Everybody's looking at his, his, um, his size. Everybody's hearing his words. But David is saying, the guy doesn't have a covenant with Jehovah. And he knew that if he called on Jehovah, there's no way, no way, no way, no way, no way that the Lord will allow him to be defeated by this uncircumcised Philistine who did not have a covenant with Jehovah. Hallelujah. So now the Bible says that he came out. He came out against Goliath like that with five stones. Five stones and a sling. (laughs) that's not the way to go against a giant because despite the fact that Goliath was very big he was in full armor he was with a helmet and everything the only thing was a little space in that helmet you've seen the pictures okay that was it he didn't think oh I'm going to fight a little boy let me even take off this armor and deal with him with blows no he still came with his armor bearer and everything against him and so, because he had heard that the Jews had found a champion. So, he, he thought, okay, we are going to settle this. He knew he was bigger than everybody in Israel anyway. Okay. So, but he didn't think that the guy coming to fight him was even that small. He knew he was bigger than them, but he didn't think they were going to bring him a child. So, the Bible says that when he saw him, he says he despised him. He despised him. He said, oh, when did you enter this industry? We are talking about the big boys. Like, when did you, when did you, when did you come here? Like, oh, are you so-and-so? Like, um, um, who are those on your board? Did he despised him. He despised him. The Bible says not only did he despise him, he cursed him by his gods. He said, what? He said, am I a dog that you are coming against me with sticks and stones? He said, come, 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 come. Let me give your body to the best of the air. David said, no, 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 no. That's not what's going to happen today. You are looking at the wrong thing. While we look not at the things that are visible. He said, in the flesh, you look like you are big. But in reality, you don't have a covenant with Jehovah. And you know, when Abraham met the Lord, God told him, I am El Shaddai. Okay? The Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I am El Shaddai. Okay? The all-sufficient one. Meaning that, Whatever you need me to be, that's what I am. Okay? 
Abraham needed a child. I will provide that. Whatever you need me. So that's El Shaddai. But when God met Moses in the bush, do you know what God told Moses? He said, I am Jehovah. And then he said, your father Abraham, your father's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they knew me as El Shaddai. He said, but by my name Jehovah, I was not known to them. It's by revelation. You see, Abraham was never, he never needed to be rescued. Let's just say it that way. Hallelujah. They never put him in a cage somewhere, say Abraham has been captured or whatever. Never happened. Okay? But Israel had become prisoners in Egypt. To bring them out, it had to take violence. So God said, for these purposes, I am Jehovah. I am the man of war. Hallelujah. I am the man of war. So this was it. He said, by Jehovah, I'm going to bring them out. So David looked at Goliath and said, no, 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 no. You are looking at the wrong thing. You are looking at the wrong thing. You are looking at where did you go to school? How many certificates do you have? Like, whom do you know? Okay. Do you have contacts in government? So you are looking at the wrong thing. He said, you are coming against me with what is visible. That's what he told. He said, you are, you are coming against me with what is visible. The sword and the spear and the shield. Visible. He said, but I am coming against you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord, he said, the God of the armies of Israel. He said, the one whose armies you have defied. He said, today, today, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. He said, I'll take your head off of your shoulders. And I will give your carcass and the carcasses of the host of the Philistines to the best of the air. He said, everybody gathered here will know there's a God in Israel. Hallelujah. So this is, he shifted the battle. He said, because you are looking at me physically and think I can't harm you. He said, you are looking at the wrong thing. He said, you are trusting in that spear of yours and that sword of yours and that shield of yours. He said, I'm coming in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that that agitated the giant and he, he took a step towards David. And David didn't run back. He ran towards him. The Bible says that when he slung the first stone, it found its way. Hallelujah. And it says that, and David ran towards the giant. Sometimes it's difficult to, you have to play this to yourself. You have to play this to yourself. And he ran towards him. He ran towards him and climbed onto him and removed his sword, the giant sword. The Bible says that, so David prevailed over the Philistine without a sword and without a spear. He prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. It says that the things that God takes the foolish things to overthrow the things that are wise. The things that have been established. Just imagine, God wants to take down a kingdom. And this kingdom has been passed from great-grandfather to grandfather to father to son. Like, there's no way, no way, no way anybody could overthrow that kingdom. This was Babylon. But even before Babylon rose up, it was God who said it. He said, I'm calling my servant from far. He said, Nebuchadnezzar. 
And then he told Elijah he was not, not going to have mercy. So it was God who called him. But they had become so, you know, confident in themselves. And God said, this kingdom is going down now. There was no way. Look, do you think that if Belteshazzar knew that there was an army coming into the palace, he would have been eating and drinking that night? How did it even happen? How did it even happen? Because I told you the average number of soldiers that Babylon would use to lay siege to a nation is about 2 million soldiers. So when they go, maybe they are going out, and these 2 million would be armed, they will have supplies for at least 2 years. The average siege would last about 4 years. So they just come and camp around your city, and they, they're just cooking and eating, and they are waiting for you. Nobody is bringing you supplies, nobody is leaving. And then they starve the, the inhabitants. When they are hungry and tired, then they attack them. Two million soldiers, a nation that could produce two million soldiers. God didn't even say, small, small, gradually. He said, that kingdom is ending today. That kingdom is ending today. Historians, they said that somebody opened the gate for the Persians. You don't know who opened the gate. They said somebody opened the gate for the Persians to come in. Because naturally, they couldn't have breached the wall said, somebody, somebody. While Daniel was speaking, the gate was being opened. The things that are visible were brought to naught by the things that are what? Invisible. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then he says that these things, the temporal things or the, the, yeah, the temporal things that are subject to change. He says they change, they change while we are not looking at them. Hallelujah. So that thing would change while you're not looking at it. Do you see that? Why you're not looking at it? You are looking at the invisible. How can you be seeing what is invisible? How does it even make sense to see what is invisible? It sounds like an oxymoron, isn't it? Looking at the unseen or looking at the invisible. But it's possible. That's why it's called the work of what? Faith. Through faith. Hallelujah. The worlds were framed. It says by the word of God. So that the things which are seen. And the thing, that's the thing. They never see us coming. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. They never see us coming. They never see it coming. They, suddenly. Hallelujah. Amen. But that suddenly came out of what is invisible. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And it says that while you wield that weapon of faith, he says that nothing is impossible. He said all things are possible to the one who believes. Hallelujah. Yes. Say, I'm the one who believes. All things are possible to me. Say, there's nothing impossible to me. All things are possible to me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All things are possible. All things. And you would notice that there's no caveat there. There's no except if, but if provided, no. He said all things are what? Possible. And he says that these things that are possible, they happen when you do not keep your eyes on the things that are visible. The things that you can see. Oh, like, and, and because I can see it, it's there. He said, it doesn't matter whether you can see it physically or not. If you can see it with the eye of your spirit, that's the eye of faith, it is possible. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, it had not rained three and a half years. The Bible says for three and a half years. What happened three and a half years? No rain. Not even dew. Not even dew. Not even dew. That somebody wake up and it dropped. Nothing. No condensation. Nothing. Three and a half years. And suddenly, Elijah shows up and says that it's going to rain. And then he goes up there. He, he bends his, uh, he puts his head between his knees and he's praying. God had given him the word. He said, go and tell Ahab. Go and show yourself to Ahab because I will send rain. So while he was doing that, he sent the servant. He said, go and watch. Come and tell me. He said, nothing. Go back, nothing. Go back, nothing. It's called staying power. Because you know this thing is going to change. Do you get it? It's going to change. It's called staying power. The ability to stay until you see results. Hallelujah. So he stayed there. He said the seventh time. He said, I see a cloud. He said, but, you know, the, the, the cloud was probably there all along. The, the, the servant couldn't see it. But now, by the seventh time, his eyes had been trained. So he said, oh, okay, maybe that's what he's asking for. I see, I see. He said, it's, it's just as small as a man's hand. He said, that's enough. Ahab, better start running. Because I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And that's, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Abundance of increase, Amen. multiplication, Amen. promotion, and expansion. Amen. I hear the sound of abundance. Amen. I hear the sound of elevation. Amen. The sound of promotion. Amen. The sound of blessing. Amen. Suddenly, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So he said that the things that they see physically, they came out of the things that are not seen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So every time, and so that's why God, you know, Asa, Asa, Asa said, Lord, it is nothing with you to save by many or by few. So whether we are a thousand or a hundred thousand, the Lord is with us. Glory to God. When David's army was 600, he defeated the Philistines. When his army was 1.2 million, he defeated the Philistines. Victory is assured, guaranteed. Hallelujah. Why? Because the Lord is always with us. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 That's it. No matter what, whether you have the means or you don't have the means, stop looking at the means. Stop looking at the means. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't look at the means. Don't, don't be looking at what is there in the physical. It says that those things are transient. They are subject to change. Subject to change. Glory to God. So as you focus, that's what God is asking his children to do. To focus on the word unseen. That's why it says that faith, perceiving as real fact, that which is not revealed to the physical senses. Nobody understands what you are saying. They can't see the vision. When you are talking, they think, ah, what is this? These are grandiose dreams, grandiosity. That's how they see it. But by the time they realize, you've expanded. Country number two, country number three, country number four, country number five. Amen. Across the continent. Amen. And then they say, oh, he was saying it all. He kept saying it. Yes, because you were seeing what they could not see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You were seeing what they could not see. Glory to God. Amen. And he says that if we keep looking, the way there is to keep looking, if we keep looking at what is not visible, 
What is not visible will produce what is visible. Glory to God. That's why he says that until we should pay attention to the word, Peter told the believers, he said, he said, as if you are looking at a light that is shining. And, and you, you see that that light keeps shining brighter and brighter. He said, until the day star arise, the break of dawn, suddenly, glory to God. Glory to God. And then you've seen it. People, what is visible? If you lived in the days of Solomon, for example, all you would know is that our king has become very rich. Our king has become very wise. The Bible says that Solomon went to Gideon and offered sacrifices. In the night, the Lord appeared to him. Nobody was there. This is Solomon's story. This is what Solomon told the people. Nobody was there. It was in the dream. He and God. And what happened? He said, what do you want me to do for you? He said, ah, you really helped my father, you know. You made him king over these people. Now he has handed over the throne to me. You've given me so much peace. There's not a for no evil occurrence. But who is able to govern this, your people? He said, therefore, give me, the word is a hearing heart. Give me wisdom. And God said, ah, what you have asked has made me happy. And this was not even anything complex. His father had drummed it into his head over and over and over. He said, I was my father's son. Didn't he say that? I think Proverbs 3 or 4. He said, I was my father's son, only beloved in the eyes of my mother. My father taught me also and said unto me, get wisdom. And in all that getting, get understanding. Isn't that what he said? So his father had taught him, taught him over and over and over. So when God came and asked, was not, he was prepared. His father had told him. So he said, give me wisdom. God said, oh, even though I know that you had a power about this question, even I know your father was the one who told you, you've made me happy. Because you asked for wisdom and not for silver or gold or for the lives of your enemies. He said, I'll give you so much wisdom. No king before you nor after you will be like you. And I'll also give you what you have not asked for. What you have not asked for, which is what? Silver, gold, long life, everything. I'll give you all these things. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. That was it. Now think about it. Could have traveled to somewhere, because now he has to learn governance. He had to go and learn governance. But all that governance up to PhD level. Twinkle of an eye. When he woke up, the Bible says it had been a dream. So, oh, have you ever had a dream and you woke up and you wish the dream had continued? Mm-hmm. Oh. So he ah, so said, oh, you were flying that golf stream in your dream and then you woke up. But Solomon didn't think it was a light matter. When he woke up, he knew something had changed. Two people brought two children. Each of them arguing over the child. Wisdom. That's it. The Bible says the wisdom of Solomon, it went all over. Kings from all over, they traveled to come and hear Solomon. They came to hear Solomon. How did it come about? Through what is unseen. Hallelujah. An encounter. Glory to God. So what is important is that what? Focus on the unseen. Focus on the unseen. And the word of God is what this is. What has God said? 
know what are you seeing? What has God said? Glory to God. Did he say that, oh, you know, things are so difficult, people are not buying. Is that the word of God? That's not the word of God. The Bible says, even when there was darkness in Egypt, Goshen, there was light. That's what the Bible tells us. That there was light. The Bible says that Solomon made silver as common as stones. In Jerusalem, silver was as common as stones. That nobody regarded silver. Hallelujah. Nobody regarded silver. He made it so common. So common. So common. All about Jehoshaphat. They came and told him, they said, there's an army coming against you. It's made of the one million. They are not far away. Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir. Tripartite alliance. He said they are coming to finish. It's like when Israel became a nation in 1948. Do you know what the surrounding nations said? They said they would push Israel into the Mediterranean Sea. The combined armies were, the, the combined population of those nations were over 230 million. Israel, they were less than 4 million at the time. 230 million people. He said, we'll push them into the Mediterranean Sea. So a new nation didn't have a standing army, didn't have anything. The first thing, you know, usually they'll start by inviting you, if it's a new nation, they'll invite you to meetings, travel, they try to introduce you to the international community. Their introduction was a surprise attack by all their neighbors. They attacked them. At the end of the war, Israel had seven times as much land as they had before. And how they defended themselves? Nobody was supplying them any mega guns. It was muskets. Somebody and his family, boys, girls, the hold of, and they, they defeated their uh, uh, predators, their attackers. How does this even happen? How, how does this even make sense? And they've gone through it over and over and over. Abdel Gamal Nasser, former Egyptian president, he planned on, on, on raiding Israel. At that time, Egypt was one of the superpowers. What happened? Israel sent their planes into Egypt and bombed all of Egypt's planes on the ground. They never, and destroyed the airfield, so they couldn't even um, come up. And Israel kept pushing and pushing and pushing. In fact, the British, I think, and the French or whatever, they had to get together and force Israel to give up, give up because they had virtually gone into Egypt, the Suez Canal. Can you imagine that? This is a nation that, when you look at them, they are small. Why is God showing us these things? He said that the things that are written are for our example. You don't need mega connections to take over the industry. That's what God is telling you. He said, whether you are many or by few, it doesn't matter. What God responds to is not your number or numbers. God responds to your faith. Hallelujah. Yes. God responds to your faith. So if you, once you agree with the word of God, it will come to pass. Hallelujah. He said, the Lord your God brought you out that he might give you the land. He might bring you in. Say, he brought me out. To give me the inheritance. Say, didn't bring me out to be a tourist, but a possessor. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible is telling us. Glory to God. 
And that's why he came and told Joshua. He said, Joshua, you are entering into a land that is large. There are giants, Anakim is there, he said, but anywhere the sole of your foot will step, you will possess it. Anywhere, glory to God. Anywhere. The Bible says God sent his terror ahead of them. So while you are thinking, calculating, these people are connections and they are afraid of you. They are afraid of you. They want to carry favors with you. But you think that, oh, you have to get in their good books and all those things. Stop thinking like that. Revise, revise your thinking. Glory to God. Revise your thinking. I've hardly been in a place where I was thinking, the people here don't like me. If you don't like me, you are, you are at a disadvantage. If you don't like me, you are at a serious disadvantage. Because by not liking me, you have put yourself at cross hairs with God. Yes. So they go, maybe they don't. No, 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 it does not matter. Better for you if you, if you like me. It is in your interest. I am a bet, bigger blessing to you than you are to me. Like, just by being there. So that, that thing, like, you know, believers in a place, they are wondering, like, all these people. Look, forget about that. That's why God was asking Oral, but he said, Oral, do you know the one that lives in you? Do you know him? Do you know the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah. Do you know who the Holy Ghost is? David said something. He said, he trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. It had to be. When they went to talk about David to Saul, um, King Saul, he said, I have seen a son of Jesse. He said, he's goodly. He's well-spoken. He's a man of war. And he's a skillful player on the harp. How, where did David learn these things? Where did he learn to be a man of war? Where, where did he practice? Which cadet corps did he join? The guy was taking care of sheep in the wilderness. All we know is that the Bible says, when Samuel poured the horn of oil on him, the spirit of the Lord came upon David. He says, from that moment forward, what, that changes a man. Immediately, when that comes on somebody, it's like, that's called the anointing. The anointing is God rubbing himself on you so much that people cannot tell whether it's you or God who is operating. That's what happened to David. And then he says that he trains my hands for battle and he trains my fingers for war. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. When he killed Goliath, this was a boy that nobody had regarded, you know, like, who is this guy? Even though he had been saving Saul, Saul didn't even know. Say, said, whose son are you? From that moment, the Bible says that Saul made David captain of his guard. And then, later he gave him his own company of soldiers to command. This boy was still in his teens. He says, everywhere Saul sent David, the Lord gave him victory. Everywhere. Everywhere. He tried to trap him. He said, go and get me 100 false kings of Philistines. He went and brought 200. David, he said, everywhere he went, the Lord was with David and gave him what? Success. Everywhere. Everywhere he went. How did that come about? The spirit of the Lord came upon him from that moment forward. Hallelujah. Amen. And that distinguishes him from everybody else. 
Okay? So that's what happens. When you got born again, God has separated you from the world as his own. First, you are baptized into Christ. That's what gives you the born again. That's what makes you born again. And the next thing is that now you are made to drink of that spirit. What David had came upon him. You have on you in you everywhere. Glory to God. The difference is consciousness. Consciousness. Everywhere. Everywhere. While we look not at the things that are seen, but on the things that are not seen. But the things that are seen are temporal. Say, I can change anything. Say, it's all subject to change. It's all subject to change. It's all subject to change. Say, I can change anything. Say, because I don't keep my eyes on what is visible. I look at the invisible. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It says it was by faith that the elders obtained a good report. And I started by saying that obviously it was not because they, had, they were so good. We've talked about some of them. It, it had to be by faith. But by faith, they had God's approval. Hallelujah. The report card said distinction. By faith. And someone will say, hey, Judah, I know him. God said distinction. By faith. The Bible says Judah prevailed above his brethren. The one who sold his brother, negotiated a payment. The one who committed incest with his son's wife, distinction. He obtained a good report. The Bible says he prevailed above his brethren. Judah prevailed. Glory to God. And that's why the Bible says that God foreknew us. He knew us long ago. And when he foreknew us, he predestinated us. Now, when he predestinated us, he didn't predestinate us to come and roam around and find out what's going on. He said he predestinated us to be conformed to the image of his son. And if you look at it in the King James, to be is in italics. It's not there. It's he predestinated us conformed. So when God predestinated us, he, he predestinated us to be as conformed. Conformed to the image of his son. To look like him, function like him, talk like him. Walk in glory like his son. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he says that after predestinating us, then he called us. So before we were called, we have been marked already. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, I was marked before I was called. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And then when he called us, what did he do? He justified us. And when he justified us, what did he do? He glorified us. It's all done. Say it's all done. It's all done. Say it was done before I came here. It was done I Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. And that's it. That's God's approval. The Bible tells us. It says that because of that, they obtained a good report. Now, the faith that they had, which gave them a good report, that faith, the Bible says God has dealt to us the measure of faith. When you got born again, you were born again with faith. Say, I was born again with faith. There's no believer who should be roaming around looking for faith anywhere. Faith was given to you when you got born again. Say, it was given to me. 
and he says the measure so that same measure you know paul said i'm crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i he said but christ lives in me the life i live in the physical body he says i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself up for me which means that the same faith that jesus had was the same faith that paul said he got is the same faith that you got so if the elders obtain a good report by their faith now you've received that faith as a gift and by receiving that faith as a gift you've obtained a good report say i've obtained a good report say i'm not trying to obtain a good report See, I have obtained a good report. This consciousness, you can go into any environment, any workplace, company, whatever. When you step, you come to work, you're not looking for uh, who is in the boss's good books and show me what does he like, what does he like. You, you show up there, you say, I have obtained a good report in this place. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Or you, you are in a meeting or whatever it is. You're not thinking, what do they like? What color of dress um, should I wear? Do they like purple or do they like yellow? You know, you're not thinking like that. You step in the place and you say that, I have obtained a good report. Even if they don't like people, that day they will fall in love with your people. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you are now dictating. They want to carry favors with you. They want, to carry, they want to have your favor. They want to be in your good books. Not you trying to be in their good books. They are the ones who are trying to get into your good books. Yeah. Glory to God. Amen. So that's it. So as a child of God, you are born with faith. You, you, you came prepackaged with faith. Glory to God. Say, I came prepackaged with faith. Glory to God. So that's it. So when you come in, he says, don't be looking at the outside. Don't be looking at people. Don't be looking at what they look like in the natural. Don't be, don't be, don't be taken in by their imposing, seemingly imposing presence or natural human connections or whatever it is. When you come in there, you come in with a consciousness. You come in with a consciousness. I came prepackaged with faith. I have obtained a good report. I have obtained a good report before God and before men. I have obtained a good report. And everything else that needs to line up with that good report will line up. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. The day somebody will get into trouble, it will not be on your shift. It will not be on your shift. Somebody will just ask you to swap. It will not be on your shift. Glory to God. No, it's true. Hallelujah. Yeah, somebody just asked you to swap. Glory to God. Through faith, we understand. It says the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made up of things which do appear. And then it says that the light affliction, which is but for a moment, it works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but on the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, he says, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Glory to God. I want you to talk to the Lord and thank him for his word. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We magnify your name. We thank you.